one, just me and you. Dungeon master, don't have a crew. Make a move, win or lose. Got past the Jews, past the Jews. And we're back. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Des Moines and Dragons Last Life, the epic finale of the Super Chief episode. Um, it's like one of those Scooby-Doo two-parters where you're just really excited to see how it all ends and who ends up being the bad guy. Uh, we're going to go around the horn really quick and uh, remind everyone of who who folks are, who sounds like what, and what they look like. So I'm going to start to my immediate left, James. I forgot which way. Uh, James <laughs> Segovia, um, like brownish. Oh, my character looks like. Something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> also brownish, though, also right? Also brownish. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm a dragonborn barbarian named Romeo Lambsblood. That's right, Romeo. Yep. Cool. I am. Am I supposed to say my name and then my character's name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I am Ryan, and my character's name is Ulfbane Midlothian. We decided that there are a just absurd amount of umlauts on my character's name. Um, and my character is a druid gnome that is two foot eight inches tall, walks with like a kind of stubble, has a droopy eye, and is very grumpy. Great. Thanks. Has a beard, Ooh, too. Spain. Tattered clothes. Drooper. Beard. He's got a bit of a drooper. <laughs> a drooper. Suffers from the droops. <laughs> uh, I'm Jason. Uh, I am playing uh, Faroth Bravelander, who is an elf paladin of the erotic and violent goddess Hypatia. And you, you, yeah, okay, I, I remember that. We'll do a, a flashback thing, because I'd want to touch Yeah, my on armor's that. covered in, like, reliefs of, like, very graphic sex and violence. Because it seems very normal. Oh, extremely normal. Like Jeffrey Epstein's apartment? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more like his jail cell. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that guy was hung from what I heard. <laughs> Casey, please. Too soon. <laughs> um, I'm Casey. I'm playing Ogden Throne Crusher, a dwarf uh, with an obscene amount of body hair uh, and a skullet. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, with me is my trusty wolf pup named Savage. Yes. Okay, that's right. You have a. You're a dwarf. ranger? A uh, dwarf ranger, yeah. Cool. With leather armor and a great axe. A leather donut. Is it named Twisted Steer? Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, but not leastly. Uh, I am Haldor Von Hammer. And my character is Ashton Cumhog. He's a demon. <laughs> he is... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> He's a tall kind of dude. Uh, a fat, likes to have sex. And... Uh, yeah, you know, he's the, the son of a uh, demon and a fishmonger. You know, that's that's what happens. Right. There's an important detail that was 
that was missed um, that your character, instead of having cloven feet, has cloven hands. hands yes. Yep. Cloven hands. Um, I mean, normal human feet. <laughs> yep. I mean, it still gets me in with the foot fetish crowd, but uh, it's like so disgusting and somehow more unnatural. He's never fingered a chick. We'll say that. <laughs> he's totally. He's hugged them. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, you just pause at the hood. <laughs> oh, very, very adept at, at pinching. Just, just like <coughs> pinching the little nub in there and just wiggling it around with his hoof hand, you know. <laughs> Holy yikes! Uh, <laughs> Great. This is off to a really good start. Uh, and I'm your dungeon master, Paul. And uh, tonight... What kind of hands do you have, Paul? Uh, they're just normal people hands. Oh, okay. They've that, got that, fingers. Boring. All of them. Yeah. They're well. a little dry, but otherwise <laughs> relatively normal. Well, I've got some moisturizer for you if you need it. <laughs> Can't wait. Mm. But before that, we um, will do a... A quick synopsis of what happened previously. So our heroes arrived in Te'ichal, which is the Frost Elf uh, fortress to the north, uh, took a job from the mayor that there were uh, evil goings-on up at the uh, mountain pass that I don't have the word for it in front of me, but it doesn't matter. Basically, it's where this huge giant was slain by the gods, and is only kept in place by the fact that his heart is frozen um, through this uh, huge blade that impales him to the side of a mountain. Uh, our party ventured north, um, Ogden, Romeo, Ulfsbane, Ashton, <laughs> Faroth, uh, wandered north, uh, discovering all manner of strange non-player characters, uh, a human that was running away from some orcs who they decided to stake down into the ground and leave for dead. It's only right. Uh, it absolutely was the right move. Uh, also, uh, the orcs that were pursuing them, uh, giving, pursuing him, uh, they gave the orcs the location of this guy they were looking for. Uh, so who knows what has come upon him since they've been gone. Uh, after that, we moved to further up north, almost to the ice waste, where there was this big forest and a bunch of mammoths. Um, Ashton made his way inside of a mammoth. Oh, yeah. And uh, the party entering the ice waste uh, ran into a strange grouping of magical owls that, uh, upon encountering them, you must save against them, or else... Uh, words from your mind are extracted by them and you're no longer able to say them. And any attempt to say those words can cause uh, further words to uh, be removed from your psyche. Um, unfortunately, um, our dear, dear, dear friend, Ulfsbane, uh, uh, was removed of a few words in particular and uh, everyone listening should take note if uh, he says them and then send me an email because I'll <laughs> read that. No, I won't. Uh, but it's sword, wolf, back, and help um, are the words that he can't say or else I will take more words away. And lastly, we come upon the frozen giant itself on the side of a uh, side of a mountain. There's these strange insect-like creatures that have made homes on um, the uh, cobbled together walkways that lead up to the entrance to the actual wound of the giant. And the party killed a few of them, uh, 
fireball was sent and blew the hell out of one of them. And now we watch as uh, the mighty band, the Brotherhood of Piss, descend from the giant's wound into the heart of the beast. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. One of you guys, tell us, uh, tell the audience where we find you uh, upon entering the giant's sword wound. Um, what's the marching order? Uh, who's standing where? Carrying what? Paint a picture for us. If I remember correctly, we had it was either Romeo was in front or Ogden was in front, kind of scouting because they had good perception. And the other one, whoever wasn't in front, was in rear. <laughs> And then I think Ashton was second to last, and I think we had Ulsbane um, uh, kind of in the middle. And I was—I don't—I think I was second because I was basically there to protect the less armored folk. I just like that I'm playing a D and D game and writing down all these cool names, and then lastly, Ashton. <laughs> <laughs> it's a—it's a, a common name where I'm from. Over in uh, 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 Kamlarthia. <laughs> so you you descend inside the giant's uh, chest cavity and note that the um, you're bit you're climbing down uh, frozen bits of a enormous chest cavity, the size of like an airplane hangar for modern context. So the ribs are, you know, as wide as uh, a jet's engine. And the um, cold is still really oppressive. And you are helping each other down ledges and uh, managing to, uh, like, especially with someone who's two foot eight, um, helping Ulfsbane, like, maybe cross a small gap. or um, And then you have uh, Savage, the wolf pup, um, that you're having to maybe help carry a little bit and get over um, a few different uh, obstacles. And you see uh, where you would expect the heart to be in this chest cavity that the uh, there's just a hole and the, the edge of this blade enters into the physical rock itself. So it looks like this blade plunged the heart perceivably into this mountain. So you'll have to go deeper. And deeper we shall go. So deep. Um, who is, do we have torches lit? Because I know there's a few of you uh, that can't see in the dark. Well, wait. Dwarf, tiefling, elf, gnome, dragonborn. Cool. Um, so none of you are human. So all of you can see in the dark. So that doesn't matter. <laughs> Neat. <coughs> Uh, so you all have like the the D and D like dark vision, which is when there's little to no light, everything turns grayscale, and um, it's uh, not quite predator vision, but that 
predator vision when it lo- is looking for aliens and shit. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about from AVP. Okay, cool. Getting a couple head nods. I'm into that. All right. So uh, you descend into this chamber, and uh, right away you see the uh, shapes in front of you of these little insectoids that are uh, climbing ar- along the walls and are coming right towards you. You count nine of them. It's time for battle. <laughs> All right. So, so anyone that has range will go first, and then um, anyone who has close range, um, give me your actions, and then we'll do your uh, melee stuff next. I got some range. Listen. Uh-huh. Hey, uh, what level are we, per chance? Uh, three, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Why did that get Ryan Laffin's my favorite part. Of this. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> it's just, I don't know um, why that got me so much. So uh, I'm gonna cast. Um, uh, where'd I go? Divine favor. I hold aloft the the dagger with the orc bla- uh, blood on it, and I, Lady Hypatia, grant me the strength to smite these foes. And uh, like a like a red aura kind of forms around my armor and my body, and I pull out my pole arm and I stick it in the ground, and I look mighty, and I'm ready to ready attack to, more effectively to touch butts to touch butts. <laughs> uh, mechanically, does that give you plus one to attack, plus one for damage? Great for a minute, plenty of time. Yep. Ashton, how much do these spiders weigh or bugs weigh? Uh, maybe, uh, what did I say? They were like a little shorter than a man. So like maybe 165, 170 pounds. Okay. So they're like very spindly, but they've got thick abdomens. Thick boys. Thick boys. (laughs) All right. So I want to be original, but I feel like, um, I should attack these things. Now, do they have any weaknesses like fire, lightning? Um, they seemed pretty receptive to the fireball that you hit them with last time. I think uh, that sounds yeah, good. I'll have that together, together. Blast them. Can I move that the fuck good. out of the way? Have that again. <laughs> yeah, I'll you're not in danger of getting <laughs> nuked okay. this time. Yeah. yeah, I'll do fireball. Okay. So what does the spell say? Um, the, that literal fireball spell. There should be some text One next to D6 it. 1d6 damage per level. Uh, 20 foot radius. So you do, you're level three, so you do 3d6 damage. Um, so you roll a d20. Uh, so you have to hit them first. So it's a d20 plus your level. Yep. Um, and since you're using a spell, since you're a, a magical fucker and you're casting a spell, you get to um, add your move to that. All right. So I believe... Move is nine. Move is nine, so level plus three, so overall plus 11, so roll a d20 plus 11. Wow. All right. The numbers get a little weird in this game system. 12. Okay, so plus 12 plus 11, plus 11 is 23. 23. Okay, so. <clears throat> 
So this fireball shoots out. It just can you uh, can you, you you use such evocative language? Can you describe for us what this conjuring this fireball and shooting it down this uh, frozen mountain uh, passageway looks like? As I stand there, looking upon the bugs coming upon us, I feel the mammoth I had eaten earlier start to rumble in my belly. But I hold it in and clench my butt cheeks tight. (laughs) And I call upon the fire and say, Lord of the underworld, give me your fire. Bring it upon death to these foul Bugs! Fireball! 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 Cool. And then, um, your fireballs are normal colored? They are colored, well, they are colored bright orange, a little bit of pink because I like the flare. <laughs> so these, these, this massive orange with a little bit of pink fireball uh, coalesces in your hands and shoots out lighting uh, the passageway as it goes down uh, and explodes amongst them dealing 3d6 damage so now roll 3d6 for me please mm-hmm. e6 Six. Six. total you gotta roll that three times. Oh, yeah, so 3d6 is uh, you roll a d6 oh, three times. Okay, so one six. And add them together. And a two. Eight. And a four. Okay. So. So that is 12. Perfect. So that's. Two. One crit fail. And so that's four of them that just explode. So maybe you catch like the first wave of them and they just explode apart, shooting uh, chitin and legs and limbs all across the cavern. God, that's so hot. Does anyone else have ranged attacks or are we going to move into melee combat now? Melee. I've got produce flame. I can do this similar thing, I think. So what is Produce Flame? Can you read the spell for me? Yeah. I don't have the spell list in front of me, so I, I'll probably Throw have to ask that Throw fire for 1d6 damage plus one slash level. Okay. So yeah, that means you can basically do, like a fireball is just a more powerful version of that spell. Okay. So yeah, if you want to produce flame and like shoot shoot a gout of fire. You can only hit one, I think, right? Correct. Um, but that also, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's yeah. a range attack, so he gets do to do it. damage before they all get there. Yeah, yeah might as well. Totally sweet. Right on. Do it. Roll it up. So it's uh, D twenty plus your level, right? Yeah. And you're are you a magical fucker? Yeah. Or are you a sneaky fucker? Yeah, he's magical. So you get to add your move also to this roll. Which is nine. So just one D twenty? Yep, a D twenty. And then you'll add nine and then you'll add five. Five plus nine. Fourteen. Okay, so yeah, this uh, this gout of flame bursts. Well, describe what your spell looks like. Cause you see this epic uh, demonic production of inf- of an inferno. What is your yeah? I try and like? summon up a flame that was reminiscent of my dear tiefling friend, 
but I'm just not able to bring it all in and it kind of just falls a little bit. It's like a weak poot out of my hand. I think I'm a little bit. But does it look weak from a two foot eight? Like maybe it looks impressive for your size. It could. It just, I've, I've had, I've done better. And then this one just has not, this one just lacked it. I could feel it, you know, like a quarterback, you don't have that good spiral. I could feel it come out of my hand. It was not choice. Normally you're throwing ropes of fire. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I tried. I got like a certificate like that said, you tried. It's just a tiddly wink of fire. <laughs> Little Happy birthday, old Spain. I'm disappointed in you. Okay, uh, Faroth, Ogden, Romeo, any range stuff, or are we going into melee combat now? Well, I already used my action to cast okay. uh, um, Divine Favor. Yep. Do you have a ranged? I'm looking at you, Ogden. Do you have a bow <laughs> or a crossbow? I, uh, I have an axe. Oh, okay, cool. Let's get let's get ready to fight. All right, great. So uh, melee guys that didn't take an action. So uh, Ogden and Romeo. Um, there are five more bugs that are crawling along the walls, alien style, that are uh, closing in on your position. I'm giving you a free attack before we start rolling initiative and deciding who goes when. So what do you do as they come into your lines? You want to go first? Sure. So I look up at one of the bugs on the ceiling and I unsheath my axe and skillfully throw it so that it spins up and strikes one of them. Rad. Uh, cool. So uh, attacking is a d20 plus your level. And uh, if you are a smashy fucker, um, you can add your move. Since you're doing a... Uh, Let's see. And then, because you're a ranger. A ranger's ranger. a sneaky fucker. Yeah. Um, so the thing with sneaky fuckers is you you want to try to get attacks of opportunity on things. So like sneak around and flank things or attack things that are being attacked by your friends. Um, that's how you get bonuses in this uh, rule system. But still, I mean, you still have a, a reasonable chance of hitting them. So go ahead and roll, uh, roll your dice for me. <laughs> Two. Okay, so yeah, so an extremely impotent uh, uh, blow. Little guys aren't doing so. It's <laughs> uh, so like a long night of drinking. You get that impotent blow. Yeah, yeah. Nothing works the way you want it to. Yeah. <laughs> You're just left making excuses. It's a long day at work, dear. I call that Wednesdays. Romeo, it's like a- show these bitches how it's done. So I'm going to do, I get an extra attack as a barbarian. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to take out two. Yeah, yeah. Hit one and then hit another one. Yep, do it up. So it's a <clears> D20 <throat> plus your move uh, plus your level since you're a smashy fucker. 14 plus 12, 26. Oh, yeah, that's a hit three. for sure. Uh, now roll damage. Your What weapon do you have? I have a greatsword, D10, and then I also get... Plus one hit with uh, large weapons. Cool. So um, add a plus one onto this also. So nine plus uh, one. And then do you say add something else too? Uh, no, sorry. Okay. Just plus the one. So ten. Ten. Cool. And then the second one is. Oh, you're going to have to roll to hit the other one. Oh, I got to roll. Yeah, yep. You might want to see if you kill cool. this one first. Okay, cool. And then- so the first one dies. 
So I'll let you uh, br- like gruesomely and explicitly describe how this thing dies. So I'm going to jump over my friend here uh, and hop right over your shoulder, <laughs> grab my great, great axe out of my back, pull it out and just smash the fucker's head right into the wall. Oh, sweet. It just makes this loud reverberate echo as its head and the axe cleaves into this rock. Uh, go ahead and roll your second attack. It dies. Second attack? Or second yeah, yeah, attack? your second attack. Okay. So four or five. Okay. So the, uh, the, the second one that you hit, uh, maybe the, the, it sees the first one die and its head jitters to the side and it's able to duck its head just out of the way, but you still manage to catch its shoulder and cleave off a huge portion of chitin, uh, throwing black icor out of its uh, now exposed internals all across the wall, making that like telltale movie like slash splat across the, the cavern. Um, cool. So that's uh, all the players. Now I need everyone to roll initiative, which is a d20 plus your move. If you're a sneaky fucker, uh, you get to add <clears throat> your level to this. And then hold on to your numbers because I'm doing initiative for these guys too. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. Can we add our move, you said? Yep. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh. Natural 20. Two natural 20s in a row. That's great on initiative. Farts. Uh, Romeo, what did you get for initiative? 29. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wolfsbane. Am I, so I'm a sneaky person, I think? Mm-hmm. So you, you say you get to add something Yeah, else? so it's a d20, uh, plus your move. You're a magical and then, fucker, right? Uh, wait. I don't know. Oh, druid. No, sorry. Druids are magical fuckers. The only sneaky fucker we have is the ranger. Okay. Never mind. So no. I'm 28. What did you roll? I rolled a 19 plus my 9 move. Yeah. Okay, bear off. 16. Okay. That's not very high at all. Yogden. I'm all up, decked out. I rolled a Old 9. For R. Kelly. So that's plus <laughs> plus move or plus level? Plus move. move which is and, 9. And plus your level because you're sneaky. So, so that's you get, 21 total. Okay. So not bad from a 9. And then Dr. Ashton, 25. I will go last. <laughs> uh, so first up um, like are... The true gentleman. Uh, we've got two bugs that go first, and in, uh, in order to be fair, um, I'm going to have them roll a d6 to decide who they go for. Um, the first bug is attacking uh, Ulfsbane. The second bug is attacking Faroth. So... Um, Good luck with that, fool. So the one that attacks Ulfsbane is rolling to hit and rolls a 13 plus sorry um, so a 17 total and does that beat I'm, that probably beats your AC Ulfsbane yes I have 12 okay okay so he does d4 he does four damage to you. 
So it is. What? <laughs> is it bad? You have, a, you have a thing called HB on your sheet? Yeah. You subtract four from that. Forever. <laughs> yeah, your, your HP. Let's see. So I'm now at one. Oh yeah, sneaky. Yeah, you're you're magical. Get a d6. Yep. Okay. So you, no, you should be at five. I was or, at five, sorry. but now I subtract four, so I am at one. That's right. right. Yeah, because there was a point of damage that was done to you last game. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Okay. So that's right. So my like epic twenty-eight roll that I did did shit. Then like, <laughs> no, you'll still be able. You'll to get to go here in a second. They go first for whatever. <clears throat> Uh, the guy attacking Faroth goes and rolls a 19 plus... Yeah, that hits. Yeah, that hits. And does three damage to you, Faroth. Okay. Yep. And now it is Romeo's turn. Okay, so how many are left now? There are um, three that are in mint condition, and there is one that you wounded previously that okay. you're still sort of like in kind of close quarters combat with. Okay, then I'll use my uh, Breathe Fire. Okay. Which is 1d8 damage. Oh, nice. That's not an 8. A d8 looks like two pyramids stacked uh, on top of each other. Like this. Look at that. Huh? Yep, you sexy fucking crushed it. <clears throat> Five. <clears throat> so uh, what does this look like when you breathe fire and kill this thing? Uh, so I'm going to just rear back, and you can see the skin in the front start heating up, and you can almost sense the heat coming off mm. of me, and you see the glow come out as I spew forth a powerful... <laughs> I can't even do it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh at that. I shouldn't... You spew ropes, forth. Ropes of fire. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I knew you were waiting for it. I wanted it so bad. Uh, excellent. Um, Ulfsbane, your turn, buddy. Hmm. So I cast something? Or yeah, I mean... Attack, you can cast, oh, you can heal yourself, you can... Ask a dumb question, so... Oh, yeah. I get an extra attack. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that every time? That's every... So cool. sorry, he's got one more attack to do, and then we got you. Back the fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so there's three left. Mm -hmm. One, um, one of them has not chosen an attack. A target yet, but two of them, one is attacking Ulfsbane and one is attacking Faroth. So I'm going to go for the one that hasn't attacked yet. Okay. Uh, go after that one, so... Oh, yeah, it's a D20. D20. Yep. Plus move or something? Yep. Okay. So 17 plus 12, so... 20, oh, yeah. 25. You fucking crush it. Basically, on a miss, you'll, uh, you'd have to roll a one to miss, basically. Okay. When it comes to just close quarters brawling, you you just fuck shit up. Perfect. So uh, do, roll a d10 for damage. Four plus one, so five. Okay. So he's pretty heavily wounded. He looks close to death, but he's still alive. Uh, next is Ashton. Your turn, big cheese. Mm. Big cloven cheese. Or er, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, no, it's not. Fuck? It's Ulfsbane's Ulfsbane. <laughs> Ulf. It's been a long day. Uh, Ulfsbane. Yeah. Well, imagine getting skipped over for someone else, and then tell me how you feel. That's how I feel. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna like heal myself. Yeah. Attempt to. Um, or I've got this like good berry thing that looks like a. 
cure. Read it off, man. Yeah, read what this uh, spell does. Goodberry 2d4 berries each cure 1 HP. Nice. So uh, so they each cure 1 HP? Yeah, so I rolled 2d4 dice. Oh, okay. And I can... The number you roll is how many hit points you get back. Yeah. So I'm going to do that. Do it up. Um, so d4, the little pyramid-shaped guys. I don't know that I... Yes. They look like Ashton's nipples. Roll two of those and add them together. <laughs> okay. Pointy and aggressive. <laughs> Everything does if That's you try two. hard enough. Rock hard. Hmm? It's two because it's the number on the bottom. Two. Five. It's well, total. Nice. Three, so, three two, so your wounds... Uh, what, so what now is, I'm back to six. Yeah. So you're feeling great. Feel really good. Good. Even after you're getting skipped over. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry. No, it's okay. Sorry. I noticed, though. Yeah. So. No, no, it's fine. Uh, now it is uh, Reverend Ashton. Your turn. All right. So I see all these bugs, and I see that we're in a little bit of trouble. As tired as I am, I feel like someone's got to put these motherfuckers in their place. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick with the hits. <laughs> and I'm going to use this fireball again. We're all in. We're all right there. Again. Right all of there. us. You fucking dope. Well, I mean, I could try a uh, lightning bolt. <laughs> I, don't I, think say, I, I say you stick with what you know. <laughs> what you're good at. I was reading lightning bolt, and you can't do it inside anywhere. It doesn't say that on here. Oh, okay. Just for me. Then. <laughs> That's cool. did, you, did you just like did you just fuck with mine Paul <laughs> I just gave you a character yeah. sheet that's like it has to be like a full moon I was wondering and... why my sheet is written in crayon and everyone else is like <laughs> every other sentence is oh fuck you Ryan yeah. and the bottom says Ryan's stupid <laughs> this S-T-O-O-P-I-D <laughs> do whatever you, whatever you want Ashton so, all right. It's your money, There's and you like want it now. Magic missile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that, that's going to be projectile, and is that going to do damage to other people? Uh, it's going to be that a projectile. It's not going to do... It's not like an area of damage. It's okay. a like a bolt, a single uh, so damaging like attack. So, lightning bolt is going to be... <clears throat> Correct. Like a single target, instead okay. of like a, a cone or a, an explosion radius. So, I'd only be able to take out one with it. Right. But there's only three left, and one of them is pretty fucked up. So, so I'm gonna take on one of those healthy, one of the healthy guys. I see it, and it's looking, it's looking happy, like it's having a good time. Yeah, it's really fucking up, Wolf Spain. I don't like the way it's looking, though. Oh, okay. So I go, hey, I'm gonna hit you with this lightning bolt, dude. Neat. <laughs> Do it up. So roll a d20. Add your move plus level. So uh, 14 plus nine. That's gonna make it 23. Then we need a D6. Okay, yep, you hit. No, no, no. Four. Four damage. It's one D6 level damage. So that means I gotta ro- roll three of them, right? Yep. Okay. So six, so that's ten. One. Uh, Eleven. So what does it look like when you explode this thing? I go, uh,. By the power of the storm, flow through my body. And as I feel the electricity come up, my hair stand up, my nipples perk. (laughs) My front tail gets rock hard. 
And I look at that <laughs> bastard and I go, hey, <laughs> you want to feel something shocking? <laughs> and I buzz it and I go, I make the sound even though it makes its own sound. And it just like it was in a, in a microwave. <laughs> so, Old Sp- hey. <laughs> so Old Spain, you are now covered in the black viscera of this uh, insect creature, which you can't tell because I'm already disgusting. So. <laughs> right? It just, just adds to the slop. Just, just me. <laughs> You're still an angel to me. <laughs> um, Ogden, your turn. There's uh, one healthy guy and one guy that's. Uh, uh, that Romeo uh, Dick danced on. Are they where are they located? Like uh, a- <clears throat> so you guys are all kind of fighting in a in somewhat of a line. It's a loose grouping, um, but uh, one of them is fighting Faroth, and one of them is fighting uh, uh, Romeo. Okay, so and, and which one one's damaged? The one that's more hurt is fighting Romeo. Okay. Faroth hasn't gone yet, is what he would say. So I'm going to a, I'm going to attack the one that's wounded, fighting Romeo, mm-hmm. and I'm going to produce flame, which is throw fire for one d6 damage plus one per level. Nice. Okay, do it up. D6. Is, right. So it's like the regular dice. It's dice. a it, but it's a d20 first. Oh, roll yeah, okay. hit the guy. Yep. Sixteen plus plus move plus level. So move is nine, level three. So twenty five, twenty eight. Nice. So uh, destroyed. Go ahead and roll damage. Five. And then you are level three, so you roll it two more times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three and one. So you so explode I- this thing. So I. Let out a bit of a grunt as I raise up my battle axe. <laughs> Savage comes to my side and, and lets out a sharp howl, knowing something is going to happen. I raise the axe and I strike the ground sideways, and the axe reverberates and produces like a, a, a fireball. Ogden then raises it above his head and points it directly at the scarab near Romeo. Rad. It uh, explodes, and Romeo is now covered in uh, guts and viscera. Twinnies! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you and me, boy. Faroth. I'm going to hit this thing that hit me. Hit it. I'm going to swing my... I have a pole arm. And you're a paladin, right? Yeah. So okay. what's, what's what so as a smashy fucker, you get to add move and your level to this attack. Okay, sweet. Not just your level. Uh, 22. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you hit it. Okay. <clears throat> uh, eight. <laughs> they have eight HP. So you, Three. how do you kill this thing? So uh, I've got a pole arm. So I, it's a, the, I'm saying it's like a bardiche. So it's a long pole axe. Mm-hmm. And I take it and I kind of swing it around as a flourish. And I bring it down. And it just cleanly parts the thing in twain and as it falls over this blood just kind of goes like up like a fountain nice rad but i get i stay away from the blood just for now you don't want a blood party? not ashton oh, you, 
too cool to be like the other guys. <laughs> this a, armor is expensive. You know, it'd look a lot cooler. I want red blood, not black, black blood. <laughs> Quick, uh, so the 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 battle is over. The day is won ish. So we all lived. The cavern. The cavern is quiet again. Oh, that was just you the me. sound of an owl everything. strikes fear in Ulsbane's heart. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> but I I put that well past him. So. That's that's so two days ago. <laughs> hey Ulsbane, what's that what's that stabby thing that people carry around and slice things with? It's a knife. No, it's like a knife, but it's longer. If you get this right, I'll give you a green amulet. <laughs> I can't say it. <laughs> hey, Ulfie, which way am I supposed to wipe? I think front to side. You get a UTI if you go uh, the other way to front. Front to the rear. <laughs> Away from the droop. That's how you get the droops, is what I understood. (laughs) Wiping all sideways and whatnot. (laughs) And uh, you you hear you hear nothing. The cavern is empty. Uh, Do you continue to proceed down the cavern? Do you stay and examine the bodies? What uh, what's the plan? Stands. I want to examine. Yeah, look, look for some loot. So you find eight sweet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we all know that Ashton has to look around to see if there's anything that he can, like, <laughs> you know. I uh, fulfill. I, I as a ranger, needs. I have the, the ability to detect poison. Can mm-hmm. I see if there's any poison in the remains <gasps> of these creatures? Yeah. So that spell just happens. You just like turn it on and uh, you do not detect poison in their bodies. Okay. They are non-poison. You could eat them even if you so chose. We may need to eat them. And do I detect magic anywhere in this facility? Oh yeah. Like the whole thing, everything like lights up like a, when you're playing call of duty and you turn on night vision outside, it's just ah, shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Magic. Uh, uh, yes, that's uh, what it is. It changes things, I guess. So there's <laughs> magic all over. So say we were to consume some of this magic. <laughs> you, I mean, you can do whatever you want. I mean, I... I kind of want to know what the giant tastes like. <laughs> From the inside. So I believe I will uh, take my little dagger and cut off a little chunk and uh, try a nibble. See see what it's like. So a uh, are you going to wake the the giant by doing this? Just a I mean <laughs> it's a little bit like Not a much. little like a small just a little taste little taste little taste. So you you put the giant meat in your mouth and. You all watch as Ashton's eyes roll back in his head and he twitches for a second. 
Ashton. Here's what happens when you put giant meat in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's exhausting (laughs) in a good way. Tell you. So, Ashton, the, uh, you, uh, in a, in a blink, you awaken to be looking, uh, to be extraordinarily tall. You look all around you and there are mountains and, uh, below you are mountains. Uh, you note that your body is not your own body anymore, that you stand hundreds of feet tall and, uh, ahead of you is this angelic figure wielding a great sword that is flying through the air right at you. You put your hands up in front of your body to stop it, and the sword uh, from the angel is too quick, and it passes through your hands and uh, goes through your chest, and you instantly come back and find the rest of your par- party just staring at you. Uh, to them, it looked like you just had a mild seizure. Guys, I saw something pretty weird. Uh, ate some of that meat, you know. The stuff you guys told me not to. <laughs> and uh, I think I know how the giant died. It was the sword. <laughs> that is tremendous deductive reasoning. <laughs> but I'm kind of an idiot, so I'm like real shocked. Like I, oh. I, That makes some sense to me. It's funny. My grandpa died by a sword, too. I'm just busy munching on beetle. Just eating some beet. Eating some beet. Where where Faroth made it go. The wolf pup instantly just went over and just started like lapping it up. Like you guys ain't doing getting get no get miss. So I'm kind of like <clears throat> scraping that chesticle off my teeth. There you go. I'm cleaning off the entrails of all the splatter that got on me when lightning bolted someone. So you can. You're welcome. You continue to clean and uh, are returning to consciousness from just having had a seizure, and you hear the sounds of scurrying again come from. uh, I guess you would be like towards the front of the giant's chest, and the sword passes through, and you can see further down this cavern where the uh, exit wound that this sword made, uh, it just disappears into the, uh, into the black abyss. Um, and you hear chittering and uh, the sounds of uh, scratching on rock come from the abyss. So you said, well, two things. So I want to clarify. Yep. Um, there was something I was specifically tasked with doing, and I can't remember exactly what it was. So... That's probably a pretty good and in character. <laughs> Number two, <laughs> they seem uh, like they take extra damage to fire, or mm-hmm. we may want to take some torches just in case, because if they attack, we might be able to not spend the entire time carving through bugs, but we might be able to wave them off or something. I don't know. We don't necessarily have to light them or anything, but we could try that at some point. Uh, you were tasked with... Um Oh, yeah, because, um, well, your god asked you to bring your friends into the fold and to um, not, to to eliminate the desecration from the site so that she may enter. Right. Okay. 
Um, yeah, meaning kill all the shit as we can as we go towards down down to it. Um, and I think it was pretty easy to bring these guys in. I think we just kind of got drunk and it happened. So one part down, I pull out my journal. I put a check by one of them and I put it back in my pocket. <laughs> There's two things in a yeah. little box. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got that. Surprisingly so, easy. Here we go. They are quite evil. Yeah, they are ready to be evil and have bloody sex or whatever. Okay. So, yeah, I guess uh, look for a passageway to continue towards the heart. So the you you crawl you crawl through its ribs and over its frozen organs and there's this large space that you're in that is where the heart should be. And you look and there's this exit wound that this sword cre- cuz uh, this whole time there's this sword that sits maybe uh 10 to 15 feet above your heads uh that uh, runs uh, perpendicular to the way that the giant is rested up against the mountain. So you see the sword pass through and create this massive exit wound at the back of the giant and uh, had essentially bored a hole into the side of the mountain where the uh, sword went through. And that is where you hear the chittering and chattering of feet and insects. So you proceed. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now You're, I want to know something here. <coughs> When we dete- he detected magic, uh huh, did the sword light up as magic as well? Oh yeah, super, super magic. You can't eat that. Well, never mind. I shouldn't say you can't eat it, but it would be yes, hard and. to eat it. Well, I don't want to eat it. I'm just trying to think of a way that maybe it could be used. Um, is it still sharp? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, like just uh, magically sharp. Yeah. Sharp. 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 I mean, the sword, the blade itself is what? Like, how tall? I, like, like a, I mean, it's huge. Width, like a hundred feet tall? Yeah, it's supposed to yeah. be like a building. Yeah. Okay. I mean, but if you could break a piece off and make your own. I mean, if the giant is like the size of a tall skyscraper in a, a major okay, metropolitan city. Yeah. That's a tall giant. So are we at the, like, it's we could touch it. It's right there, right? <laughs> right. I'm going to just swing at it. Can I just swing at it and see what happens? At the sword? Yeah. Yeah, so you, you kind of have to clamber up the side of a little bit of guts and stuff to get to it, because it's still, I mean, the scales we're talking about are quite huge. Uh, but yeah, you can find something to get close to it to to bang on it. Do you do that? Yeah, I'm going to hit as hard as I can with a great axe. Cool. Um, <laughs> Drums in the deep. I don't understand it, so I'm going to fucking hit it. <laughs> That's really good, actually. <laughs> That's way in character. Um you get another advantage dice. So take a d20 and um, you can roll at advantage next time you have to roll a d20, which is going to be right now, if you want. Uh, Make a saving throw for me. So it's d20 plus level, and it's a magical save, so you don't get to add anything to it. It's just a straight up d20 plus level. 20 after adding level. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Your rolls. Um, It's this new wrist I got. It's really good wrist. It's Cyber really, wrist. It's really good. It's a fucking good wrist. He's got a weighted wrist, man. I can do. I can feel feel it as I'm rolling it. I also got a life alert built into it just in case. You just like bring it back and it clicks at yeah. the point where you know you're gonna get twenty. Yeah, one of those like Nintendo 20. power glove things. Holy shit! <laughs> I did roll it that time. I know it doesn't count, but I well, you it. get to roll advantage, so you take the higher of the two. And if it's a critical success, it could make something very cool. Do you do I that? Did my bionic wrist did roll a twenty, so. Um, so you, you, you hit this thing just right and you 
the sound of the steel of your axe uh, hitting and exploding off of the magical steel from the um, sword is so loud that all of you ha- immediately go to cover your ears to to stop from going insane from how loud, echoey, how much reverb and flange it has. And the uh, a piece of the sword uh, chips and falls and lands on the ground. Or not the ground, I guess, lands on one of the giant, let's just say it's liver because I don't know how bodies work. And... Uh, <laughs> Um, we see it from this like perspective looking up at you, right? And it falls down, and it's like right in front of the camera's face. And uh, like Ulfsbane comes up to it, and this shard that you had broken off is taller than Ulfsbane. You've like broken off like this basically giant prison shank worth of magical steel from this uh, sword. Nice. So I'm gonna go up and grab it and pull it out of the giant. Yeah. You, you feel the uh, raw energy and mana coursing through just this small shard. And if you, you know, extrapolate that to how big this thing is, this is an epic godly weapon that um, you're looking at. Can I use this as a weapon now? Yes. So instead of D10 damage, you can roll D12 damage. Ooh, I like that. And... Woo! Um, great. So we uh, proceed to you walking down the, the corridor and eventually get to the exit wound and you see inside of this tunnel all along the walls are, um, it looks like the walls are like moving and vibrating and as your eyes adjust to the black, you actually see that it's hundreds of these beetles that are um uh, attached, skidding around to the walls of the cavern. And as you approach, uh, they all stop moving at the same time and their heads in unison turn and look at you and you see their eight yellow eyes on the tops of their heads um, uh, shimmer like stars. Um, there's just so many of them, it's uncountable. Bunch of dicks. <clears throat> Do you say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They don't say anything to you. Do, well, they, do they notice we're there? Um, they're all looking at you. So. Creepy. I want to speak with animals. I want to communicate with them for one minute per level. That's three whole minutes. Damn. <laughs> That's more than they usually do. Don't you want to practice in front of a mirror first to time yourself? <laughs> You've got three minutes. Make it, make it worth it. This is his Charlton Heston NRA. Are you pro or con in this? I want to know what they want. <laughs> what lies beyond beyond your your tunnel? <laughs> One moment, I just need to write a couple things down real quick. All right. So am I allowed to, can I go with Ogden? I can communicate with animals as well. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. I go with them and we can... Yeah, you guys can communicate together to the animals. Can we hold hands while we do it? You, you, it's D&D, you can do whatever you want. I already was. Mm. 
I'm just gonna stay back and keep swinging the sword around like a big it's dick. Just like a fucking <laughs> Can God you damn. believe this shit? Yeah, look at the sportel. Fucking doesn't matter what happens. He gets ends up getting a car, job at his dad's car dealership. <laughs> it's a Cadillac dealership, so <laughs> it works Cadillac. out. <laughs> so what are minor tricks? What the hell is that? What? When they're under eighteen. Oh my. <laughs> Uh, and they press don't tell digitation. you. That's press the, the trick. digitation. Oh, so so that's like prestidigitation. Prestidigitation is like uh, parlor tricks. Yeah, magic. Like light a candle or so make something like, fly across oh, the room. Was this your card? Yes, <laughs> the whole just exactly. Pull, they just lose their mind. <laughs> They're like, oh shit. Or like when people see David Blaine yeah, magic. Like, Turn around, walk away, and pull out mind. Mind freak. <laughs> One continuous shot. Front horn. <laughs> Can we do that? Can we just do like a weird pen and teller? I won't say anything and just stand behind you. <laughs> and I just, I just uh, lecture everybody about being a libertarian. Yeah, exactly. And I'll just kind of and, and a vegan now, I believe. Yeah. Wow. Should be something, something in a tailor because you've got a tail. I don't know what the first one would be, though. Like, Peen and t- Taylor. Peen and Taylor. <laughs> it's like a cross between them and Key and Peel. There you go. <laughs> Ween and Peel. Ween and Steel. Ween and Steel. I like it. He's got the sword. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Just swinging that steel. You guys are a detective agency now. Swinging steel. Hey, Paul, you got that worked out? Yeah. <laughs> hey, boy, you got that? What's up with this? Uh, oh, I know that book. That's like a, uh, it's a like a it's the Bible. I think he's reading the Old Testament. He is he's consulting. He's consulting horses, consulting Job. Job seventeen eight. <laughs> it's gonna. All right. So you uh, communicate with animals, uh, Ogden and Ulspain. So what do you say? I want to know what lies past the tunnel that they inhabit. So they all, uh, you see a, uh, a wave of cognition pass over them where they all in like a, a single wave uh, move as if to uh, understand you. And this wave, like a, like a wave in an audience at an arena just passes along down the corridor as all of them do this same gesture. And uh, you get a response back, a feminine response. Um, I'm going to soak your dick. Did those frost elves send you here? Why? Do you worship the frost elves? No. And if you serve them, I will have my children gouge your eyes out and eat your buttholes. I like the sound of that. (laughs) We only serve ourselves. I am so, like, my character is so proud right now. I picked the right group. Yeah. You, we you, only serve ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> what would it take for us to pass through without harming you? Give. Let one of your own receive our gift. What is the gift? 
and uh, at once um, one of the uh, uh, scarabs jumps down from the ceiling and lands. Um, if you were sort of set up like Faroth in the middle and then you guys kind of in this semicircle, one of these bugs lands right in front of the five of you and it pulls its waxy uh, chitinous uh, scarab face up and you see the visage of a frost elf underneath. Um, but it's all warped and distorted. There's this, oh, hell. Th- these mucusy tendrils and things coming out of it. Um, like uh, they was peoples. Like a, <laughs> they was peoples the whole time. <laughs> like a more bionic uh, looking oh, Borg. There's just like tons of like veins and capillaries and stuff coming out of their face, and it puts its uh, scarab chitin back over its face and hops over and becomes again one of the millions that are on the wall. Well, first you started at 100, and now we're at millions. Boy, this is getting bad, gentlemen. They're multiplying. So what is this gift? <laughs> so, so They're no- going to turn somebody into one of these things. That's what she wants. Oh. So I look. Our lady wants. I look at Ogden, no and I, I, mean, I tell him to, that we want no part of this. And he... Agrees, it appears. I agree, but I, I look at the stone and nod at you to let you know that we both have the power to make the stone of this tunnel shape into anything we want. It is correct. <laughs> that's, and, that's quite a powerful look that you gave him. <laughs> that provides a lot. Like of- looking and like blinking and eyes, brows going up and down. It's like, what are you doing? If this were being videotaped, that would have been like a huge moment. Yeah. <laughs> like a huge moment. Oh, next shit. season. Let's not like, let's not hey, underplay this. Hey, bro. Stone, bro. Stone. That's stone cold. So, is there what anything we can do? turn this stone into that's going to confuse them and let us pass or no? Pass or no? Ugh. I don't know. I guess I what is what is the ability? I mean, turn stone into any shape. Yeah. I just What if we just closed it all on him? I was you wondering closed that it, too. Then he opened it. Is is the yeah, tunnel the go. only way through? We're, right. Yeah. So so basically the um the sword like sticks into the um into the mountainside itself and looks to be about what has the only thing that has created the passage into this mountain. Yeah, I say go for it. Close it. Close the stone tunnel. <clears throat> yeah, and then reopen it. And then I yeah, you can reopen it. Okay. Might yep. as well try it. After we nod at each other, trying to figure out what's going to happen, Ogden raises raises his uh, great axe to the sky, and then points it at the tunnel, and. Rocks start falling as everything shakes a little bit, making a noise, and it all collapses, and the wall wall closes in on on all of the beetles. Well, yeah, and so the there's actually so much magical energy in here that uh, the wall is actually resisting a little bit, and um, I think you need a little bit more help in order to do this. So that alters our plan, but I but I come up. Well, wait, wait, wait. Um. Plot twist. 
<clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'll I'll uh, I uh, raise that orc blade and I take my I take my grieve off of my hand and throw it on the ground and I take that orc blade and I cut myself and I say, Hypatia, grant your servant the power to close this gap. And I hold it up and I cast prayer on Ogden. It's going to give bonus uh, to rolls and negatives to uh, negative plus one bonus to rolls, a negative uh, one penalty to enemies. Rad. So uh, you feel the blessing of Hypatia uh, work its way through your loins and into your into your arms and through your magical weapon, you're able to uh, move the rock itself and the 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 shape of the rock before you begins to deform and. Um, slam into the side of the blade, and this, this another this booming, echoey reverb flange uh, sound of the impact against the blade uh, pierces all of your uh, eardrums, and it, the sound is uh, extremely painful. And the passageway closes in um, in your heads, in your heads, uh, <laughs> in your heads, zombie. <laughs> you you hear um, the sounds of millions of uh, these bugs uh, screaming and dying as the uh, cavern collapses on the side of this uh, on the side of this blade. Oh, sweet! So now we're stuck. No, so, we're gonna reopen. So, it. so now, in our heads, so hopefully it's more than in our heads. But um, <laughs> we have to reopen it anyway because we have to go that way. So I utilize my stone shaping power to reopen. So the uh, the and it could just be enough for us to crawl through or whatever. Even it doesn't need to be grand. Yeah. So what took colossal effort to move this? I mean, it's a pretty wide gap and slam it into the side of this blade. Um, you're able to exert enough effort to create a small opening that's about the size of a large hallway um, between you and the side of this. So like on your left hand side is like the, the sword. And then um, on your right is the rounded cave wall. And you're able to pass through to get to where this, uh, the end of the blade lies. Nice. That's good. Good job, good job guys. Nice work, fellas. We'll see. <laughs> And so the passageway is just dripping and wet with uh, goop and... Uh, watch your, watch the, your toes. All the droop. There's a lot of droop and there's a lot of goop. You know what I'm talking Some about? Some moist in here, guys. Watch your man toes, Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good on my feet, but I can't feel it on my hands. And uh, you, you walk along this passageway and there's just... I mean, it, it's layers of goop from these uh, hundreds, thousands of beetles that have been smashed against the side of this blade. And eventually at the, the end, um, you see the tip of a blade um, and uh, on the end of the blade is a uh, large organ. Looks to be like, a <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, yep. As soon as I said it, I'm like, yeah, you should describe that differently. Oh, oh I'll describe my large organ. <laughs> the tip of a blade. Uh, the end of this blade is a, an, uh, in large, <laughs> is a big blue heart that uh, is skewered on the end of it and looks to have been um, almost completely taken off of the, it's just on the very, the very tip 
It's just on the little, it's on the little tip at the end. And uh, on the other side of the, of the blade is a, a cavernous uh, open room. And um, uh, a voice calls to you from inside. Okay, I'm willing to negotiate. And that's where we'll take our first break. So everyone, uh, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with um, part two. Might be the last part. Kind of depends how all of this shakes out. But uh, anyway, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Right on. 